Hey, Jenna. Yes, Steve. What are a twin's favorite fruit? I don't know. What? Pears. (laughs) 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is Stephen Dutzman. I am your host. I am joined on this special ride-along episode by Linda Roble, our managing editor of Board Games. Linda, how are you? I'm good, I am tired, and I am enjoying sitting down for the first time in a day and a half. Yes, um, <laughs> I'm enjoying sitting down too, although I'm putting in some work because I'm driving in New York traffic and it's a little intense. So, um, we are riding home from New York Toy Fair. Um, you may have already heard us on a special episode of the EFG Daily Commute. If you did not, I encourage you to go listen to that. Um, you can subscribe to that podcast by going to engagefamilygaming.com slash commute and subscribing. That is generally me driving home from work. But today, it was Linda and I driving home from work at New York Toy Fair. Now, we, um, we were there for all day yesterday from open until they basically had to kick us out and we had back-to-back appointments and today we were lucky enough to go and see the Hasbro showcase where we saw some things we did and so um, we're gonna talk about a lot of the cool stuff that we saw Uh, but first Linda this was your first New York Toy Fair and I really am interested to hear your impressions um, as a newcomer to the trade show scene, but also like this is a bit of a different show because most of the other conventions you've been to have had fans there, whereas this is 100% professionals. Um, tell me a little bit about what you thought. Wow, it really has such a different feel. Not having the fans and having it be just industry and media was a completely different feel, a completely different tone to the whole convention. Yeah. Um, I. It was very interesting to be able to watch the dynamic between people interacting that were looking to make purchases and set up for their store or for the distribution, different people in media that were content creators that were creating content alongside us. So just very different. You see the content creation in the fan base shows, but by having the the fans not there, it was just really just changed everything. Yeah, I mean, a much more professional atmosphere too. Absolutely, yeah. less crowded, yep. easier to get where you need to go, um, and that's because everybody is just getting where they need to get to, where they need to go. Right. Um, it just occurred to me that throughout that whole time, I never even walked by like the Lego booth, which is something that I normally do. Yep. Um, you kept us busy um, because yes. you kept us on schedule. Um, I was the project manager this weekend. You were definitely the project manager. That's like you, and it's like a robo thing. <laughs> so. Um, It was definitely interesting watching the number of content creators creating content alongside us. I mean, there are tons of YouTube channels. So uh, there were lots of, while we were waiting in the press line, for example, I mean, we ran into like four or five YouTube channels that had, you know, kids there that were going to be going around and just creating content all day, probably for the next, you know, At least today, yeah. Um, And... I mean, it's smart stuff. They, I mean, they were ready to go, and they're matching T-shirts, and it was. It, I, I was impressed by some of that, but also, you know, there were definitely just press and bloggers, etc., that were here getting their coverage. 
you know, doing interviews, um, and it really kind of varied. It was interesting seeing the different content creators depending on um, which stuff we were looking at. Right, like, there was because, a lot of variance. And, and part of that's because Toy Fair is so huge, because there are, I mean, Warhammer is there, like Games Workshop, the people that make like Warhammer 40K is right alongside Aiello, who makes like, you know, hobbyist board games, and they're sitting next to Goliath Games, who focuses on games for, um, you know, like a mass market audience. Super crazy just to think about it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I was good to be among those folks, but we are, we're pretty happy to be on our way home so we can start getting our work done. Um, so one of the things we definitely wanted to highlight is we had an amazing meeting with um, Elise, the PR manager over at Peaceable Kingdom. Um, Linda, tell me a story. What's the story with Peaceable Kingdom? So Peaceable Kingdom has uh, a bunch of new games that are coming out. We have loved their things for years now. They have Their Peaceable Kingdom line is for the youngest gamers. They have games starting as young as two years old and up, and they have this really soft look to them. They're really easy, and most of their games are cooperative, which is a really neat element of it. Um, of the new games, uh, there's one that's still in production, and there's a few that have actually been released and are available through their website now. But the um, so some of the new games, and I'm not going to do all of them, but the ones that we were most excited by and really just spoke to us the most, one is called Tic Tac Surprise, and it's for five and up. And in this one, it's a spin-off of Tic Tac Toe. So in this game, there are three different variances of the game you can purchase. There is a unicorn fairy set, there is a dog cat set, or a donut set where you could be either the chocolate or the vanilla donut. So you purchase one of those and it's tic-tac-toe, but the surprise is that if you have a tic-tac-toe piece that has a special feature on it, so for example in the donuts, if your donut has sprinkles, you can put it on top of your opponent's piece. So it adds this extra layer to strategy because once the space is taken, it doesn't mean it is now unavailable. You can only, you can still take it if you have the special piece. So that's a really neat one. It's a really small box, perfect for portability. Um, and it's only a six ninety five dollars uh, price point. So really affordable. Oh, that's really good. It is really good. Uh, the second one that stood out to us was a game for ages two and up. And it's Topper Takes a Trip. And this is an absolutely fantastic game for language development in toddlers because what it is, it comes in a suitcase and it's a the production on it is really nice. It's got a metal latch and a handle and they're stitching around the, what would be the seam of the suitcase. And you open it up and there are location cards. So the beach, grandma's house, things like that. And there are these nice big chunky pieces of items you would have to pack to go to the beach, for example. And there's a packing list and you have to find the different pieces to go to the beach. And in addition, on the cards of the location are all of those items as well. So you can match, oh, you found the towel, let's find it in the picture. So the language piece that you can incorporate in is really strong. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, I saw those pieces, too. I thought the little suitcase was super adorable. Um, I really liked the, the big, chunky 
items that went into it. Um, this is one of those games that, at the end of the day, it's a it's a pile of stuff, and you can do with it what you will. Um, and I really appreciated that. Um, you know, Peaceable Kingdom has always been good about that type of thing. Um, you know, they have a set of components you can kind of do with it what you need to, and that kind of flexibility with that game is really cool. Um, man, they had a lot of really great stuff, and I really do appreciate their. Uh, cooperative model, right? You know, we've written articles in the past about how great cooperative games are, um, and I think they're really important for onboarding kids into the gaming hobby because it makes it really easy, especially if you are good about playing cooperative games with people, to you know let kids come in and they don't have to worry about taking their turn alone because you're playing together, and that's. These games serve that same purpose. Right. You win or lose together. Correct. Which I think is um, kind of... It's you know, it's kind of a, it's a, it's exactly, but it's also I think the, the idea of winning or losing together is kind of carries a deeper meaning that I kind of like. Absolutely. So, anything else from Peaceable Kingdom we wanted to talk about? Yes, there's the game that is still in production is a game for ages six and up, and it's called Sky Magic, and okay. this is it's such a cute theme. It's got a mythical creatures theme, so you have to again a cooperative game. You have to get the mythical creatures back to their homes and you're going across these clouds and what's really really cool about the board and i haven't seen much where they incorporate this is there are panels on the board that flip over so there are certain elements in the game that will tell you to flip over a certain um, piece or it may say you can pick any piece to flip over and it changes the board slightly and so there's repercussions depending on how that affects the path or the creatures on there and you're trying to get all of them back um, back to their homes. So really, really cute. That's coming soon. Uh, they're finishing a production on that, so that should be out later this year. That sounds awesome. It is. There's the figure, and there's little figures for it. They are very adorable. You've got like Phoenix and Pegasus, and I think there's a dragon. I think is there, there were six is there a heffalump? I don't think there's a heffalump. I'm sorry. That's disappointing. There should be a heffalump. Is there a liger? I don't know. <laughs> I'll be real mad if there's not a liger. Um, I'll, I'll write letters. Okay. So, all right, so that's Peaceable Kingdom. Man, they they are, I'm really glad that we reconnected with them um, because I went and had an appointment with them a while back. And it just never really came back together uh, to turn into like a meaningful relationship. And I really feel like we connected with them. They like our mission. We like theirs. I think we're going to be in good shape to, um, you know, do some great work moving forward. Um because, like I said, they really liked our mission, and, they, and the, the PR person liked Linda, so that helped. So <laughs> and you did become best friends. We are best friends. Um, but you called me out because you told her that I have lots of best friends, and that's true. It's not a bad thing to have lots of best of friends. Of course, it's great to have lots of best friends. My Little Pony taught, taught us that friendship is magic. There you go. So um, the <laughs> next thing is... Game well, right. Game right. Now, game right basically just... They, they basically, we show up at 10 a.m. yesterday for our first appointment, and they basically just kicked us in the pants for, like, you know, a half hour because everything they showed us was cool. Um, but I think the highlight has to be Sushi Roll, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I want to play all their games that have them, but that one absolutely is the top one on my list. Super fair. Um, 
Now, we did talk about my thoughts and feelings about Sushi Roll on a special edition of the EFG Daily Commute. It's available on Anchor and other podcast services right now, so I won't go into my thoughts too much uh, because I would encourage you to hear it there. But um, suffice it to say, this is a great addition to the uh, Sushi Go family. Um, And also, the one thing I didn't say is that name, man, calling a dice game about sushi, sushi roll, is so perfect. It feels like someone made that joke and then made the game to go along with it, but made a good game to go along with it. It's so great. Absolutely. Um, They also teased us with a Gen Con release. Yes. And what was that? That is Dragon Realm. And this is the next chapter in the Dragonwood series. So Dragonwood is a game that's been out for a while now from Game Right. One that we absolutely love. It's got that fantasy theme. You're battling monsters, but it's in a really approachable way for families. And now this is the next chapter. And from what we heard from Nora, that this has been in development uh, and refinement for about a year. They've been really working hard on it. And they're just super excited. They're shooting for a Gen Con release. And so that's what we're going to be keeping an eye out for come the summer. Yeah. I mean, the, unfor- the only unfortunate thing is all they showed us was the box. Yes. They didn't have any components or any other details to provide. And I tried to be like, hey, but we're best friends. Can you show us more information? And, and they, weren't, they weren't giving it up. Yep. So what are you going to do? Wait um, and see. Yeah, we're going to wait until Gen Con, and we're going to play the crap out of that game Absolutely. after it comes out. So, but they had some other great stuff, too. Um, anything else that caught your eye? Um, I was really intrigued by the this game. Um, what, this you mean game this comes, game goes, to, goes 11? to 11? Yeah, that one just really seemed like a really fun, light, simple adding. Yeah. This game goes to 11, so it's a Target exclusive, which is really interesting. Um, We learned a little bit, you know, inside baseball stuff about how um, the the Target exclusives get made Mm. and negotiated. But for the most part, we are, um, you know, that's what it is. It's a, a, it is a lightly music themed uh, card game. Where basically you are playing cards out and trying to get the stack of cards to add up to 11. Um, and if you end up going over, you have to claim all those cards. Um, and the idea is at the end of the game, once all the cards have been played out, to have the, low, the smallest stack. Uh, it's a very light, very simple math game. But I dig it. Um, you know, I think it's kind of neat. The cards uh, all have what, like the art of like an amp on the back. Right. So that was like game a little right. rocker and exactly. Yeah, so, cute. so that was an- that was anthem. Wrong game. That was game right. That was game right. And uh, what's next on our list? The next one we wanted to talk about was Brain Games. They are the okay. people that make um, Ice Cool. Uh huh. And so we saw. I got a really great picture of Ice Cool and Ice Cool Two all hooked together as one ginormous game board. Yep. And that is actually already up on the Instagrams. So if you want to see how massive that looks and how cool it looks, check that out. Uh, but the game that definitely got us most excited, they showed us a bunch. But the one we were most excited for was a game called Snowman Dice. Yep. And that's something that's coming out later this year. The prototype we got to see comes in one of the little rectangular boxes. However, they were giving us the inside scoop that they are looking into getting a fabric snowball bag for the dice. 
which that would be awesome. That would I think that would really be a huge selling feature for it to have a, a basically a dice bag yeah. for these special dice. So what the game is is you get I think it's five or six dice and it's five. It's five? Okay. We kept mis mixing up our dice, so it got very confusing. So the premise of it is it is simultaneous play. Everybody gets their dice, and on the dice are different pieces of the snowman. The bottom, the middle, the top. There is a wild um, side that's a, represented by a snowflake. There's an arrow, and I think that was... Oh, and then there's the, the, snowball. the snowball, the snowball to launch. So those are your different sides. And so you roll them, and you're trying to build... A snowman in the correct order having a bottom and then you stack the middle on it and then the head and you have to have an arrow so you can push it to the center marker and you're racing to build your snowman and get him to the center and it's just it's chaos it's simultaneous place if you drop your dice you're going running to go get it because you're gonna need those pieces to come back if you roll a snowball you can actually flick the dice and try to knock over a opponent's stack of dice so it it was absolute silliness. We had a blast. We might have gotten a very fun video of we did. gameplay. We did get some video gameplay. It's up on the Yates Family Gaming Facebook page. I definitely encourage everybody to take a look. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it was a lot of fun. It was really stupid uh, in all the best ways. Um, I really wanted to reach out uh, and just slap Linda's dice off the table. Because <laughs> I um, might have won that you round. you were winning. Um, but <laughs> what are you going to do? Um, yeah, and it's, I mean, it's just a bunch of dice. It's super cheap. Uh, super fun. I, I, it was one of the most funny experiences we had. Uh, especially once people started flicking snowballs at each other. So, it got pretty crazy. A bunch of grown-ups flicking snowball, rep, snowballs represented by dice. Yep. Pretty much. Pretty much. All right, our next one we're going to talk about is the newest game coming in the Happy Planet series from North Star Games. Yep. And that game is called Dirty Pig. Dirty Pig. We so, also have a video of that game of that game being played, or not so being played, but a demo of that game up on the uh, EngageFamilyGaming.com slash Facebook or Facebook.com slash EngageFamilyGaming because we're fancy. Um and it's right on there um, where we have Bruce, the PR director, kind of walking through what the game is. But pretty much it's draw a card, play a card, but you are trying to make your pigs dirty and clean your opponents. That is a super cute game. So you're, as you're trying to dirty them, some of your cards are for cleaning pigs. Well, obviously you don't want your pigs clean. You want to clean your opponent's pigs so then it sets them back. And Correct. There's even I, I love the rain card. You can make it have it rain so all the pigs get clean. But if you don't want your pig clean, you can put it in the barn. Like it's it's a super simple game and it's got all these little layers to it that are very intuitive. Yes. So it's not nothing complicated. Uh, this is slated for a June release, and just like the other games in the Happy Planet series, it has the absolute adorable bag that is shaped like a dirty pig yeah. and with the zipper closure. So it's right along with the funky chicken and happy salmon and monster match yep. that we love. So the, that's definitely one to be watching for. We're looking forward to getting a copy when it's released, if not sooner. Fair. It'd be nice to get it sooner. I don't, be, that, I don't know. Be if nice. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> it's still being finalized. Um, so what else we got? So the next one we've got on deck is Asmodee. We got to see the newest game coming later this year 
that uses an adventure book. Quirky Circuits. Yep. So this one they are predicting a quarter three release is what we were told. So yep. it's going to be a little bit. So in this game, did you want to talk a little bit about it? Yeah, I'll talk about it. So what was crazy, what was neat about it is, number one, it's an adventure book. I was immediately drawn to it. I saw the adventure book. I knew what it was. Uh, we had Jerry Hawthorne on the show to talk about adventure books. I told him I wanted every game to have an adventure book. Uh, so far, this will be the third uh, because there is Comanauts. Uh, that is that was out earlier, on, or that will have been out earlier on in the year once this one comes out in Q3. Uh, but this is a cooperative game where you are basically use, helping robots complete challenges using programmed movement. Um, it's cooperative, but it's also blind programming, meaning you are playing the cards to make the different critters move um, or take tasks blindly. Um, so it's super hard in that regard, but um, it's fun. Uh, the, the minis are cute. The adventure book is entertaining. Um, has a lot of different scenarios, um, and it is possible for them to make more. So yeah, that's. And I think you said there were like twenty-five scenarios in that one book. Correct. So lots of gameplay options for that, and it's also geared for the younger ones. Uh, Comanauts is very theme-wise, definitely for like middle school, high school. Whereas this is something you could play with your third grader. Absolutely, you could. So, And it's designed that way as well. Absolutely, it's intended for that. All right, what else happened? So one thing we learned from Asmodee is there is a new subdivision that they have picked up, Dejeco. It is a German-based company that has, they took their top 20 games and are bringing them over to the U.S. And these games look absolutely beautiful. We got to see one in particular, and it the production on it was a... a a mouse game you're trying to collect all the cheese and avoid the cats and go around and the pieces on it nice wooden pieces nice heavy duty components um, really really beautiful production value on it and geared again for the younger players this isn't something for you know a hardcore gamer this is a definite family game that's exactly what we're looking for. So we'll be keeping an eye out for more from Jijeko. Yeah. I mean, it was really interesting to hear, you know, that they picked up a brand that was selling, you know, relatively light games at a, at a higher price point, but they were doing that uh, because they are trying to sell games that are essentially going to be heirlooms. Right. Like they want us to buy games for our kids that they will then be playing with their own. Um, and I think that is a super cool idea. There's room in the marketplace for that since so many people make essentially disposable board games for their kids. It's true. It's interesting to have kind of the opposite. I wish them luck on it. Um, who knows where it's going to go. Um, what else did we see, Linda? So we got to go see Aiello. And okay. there's a couple things. I talked a little bit about one of their games that I'm very excited about coming soon on the Daily Commute, which was Zombie Kids, which is what we're lovingly referring to as uh, Baby's First Legacy Game. And yep. so that's something, if you want to hear more, definitely go to the Daily Commute episode. Um, the other things, there has been a little bit of buzz on this that I found online, but a game called Bunny Kingdom that's been out and really popular for yep. a, a bit, there is an expansion. So yep. this is, it is not a standalone, you have to have the base game. Uh, the game is Bunny Kingdom in the Sky. Yep. And they're looking for an April or May release. It's going to depend on when they can get everything buttoned up with it. Um, and for those of you that don't know Bunny Kingdom, this is a Richard Garfield game. And you may remember him. He made, he made a little card game. Well, Magic, Magic the, the Gathering. Gathering. Um, but 
you know, so this is a really cute game. The components on it are so adorable. There's little plastic castles, little purple bunnies that sit on the castle and move around. The, it is in the sky, so the game board is, takes place in the sky of Bunny Kingdom. And the sky is connected to the ground through two rainbows. So it is super adorable. Um, we're excited for it to come out. We have the, the base game so we can get the expansion and see how it plays all together. And being a Richard Garfield game, I have very high hopes for how much fun it's going to be. I have played. Excuse me. We're a little tired. Yeah, man, I'm exhausted. <laughs> so we have played. Uh, I've played Bunny Kingdom. Um, it's a little confusing uh, at first, but a few turns in, you can kind of catch up. This is just more of the same. It adds the Sky Kingdom obviously, um, and some other rules to go along with that. It's exciting. Uh, this is a this is going to be a really great expansion for them. And go figure, they're putting out an expansion game uh, right around Easter for a bunny game. There you go. Right in the springtime. It's very seasonal. And one other thing we did learn from Aiello is they are also um, expanding and having a new subdivisions. Apparently this is the thing to get subdivisions for family games. So they have taken on a subdivision called Loki and there are four games right now in that series that are two have been released and there's two more that are coming soon and they're intended for younger four or five six-year-olds and so those are games we're gonna be keeping an eye out for and hopefully getting to table um, there'll be lots of pictures. I took tons of pictures um, at the convention, so those will be on Instagram if you want to see more about them. Um, you can check it out on Instagram. Those will be up and ready to view. Yeah, same thing with me, and I'll be regramming Linda's stuff as well. So, Last but not least, our appointment today at Hasbro. Man, we saw a lot of stuff. Holy um, moly, was it a big show. <laughs> um, yeah, we were in there for an hour. Um, I saw some Power Ranger stuff. We saw some new Transformers, including uh, some information about the next set in the Transformers collectible card game, which was uh, which is the com which features the Combiner Wars. So it actually has all the different you know multi-part giant robots, which is kind of cool. Um, but one of the things that I was most excited about coming out of it was Jedi Academy, which is essentially a series of Bluetooth-enabled lightsaber toys that you can use to either train with different Jedi or battle your friends. And, and oh my goodness, the technology piece in these are just astounding. So they've got, it links to an app. So within the lightsaber toy, they have different motion sensors, gyroscopes, so that it senses your motion and your actions with it, and it transmits to through Bluetooth to your app, and it actually will show the quote-unquote battle, and you'll get to see like how the stones are moving, if you're striking and blocking, if you're you know able to injure your opponent, and there's hit points, and you get to watch them go down. And you have a victor, and it's just—it's so neat how they had that set up. Really fun game, way to play, and bring it to another, like bring it in real life. Yeah, it was super crazy. Um, the the Jedi Academy thing—we had no idea it was coming. No. Um, and so when I saw it, I was like, okay, cool. You got some glowing lightsabers, and then they explained how it worked, and I'm very excited to see where it goes and what it does and how it works, etc. 
So that was the bulk of our Toy Fair experience. These are some of the best things we saw. Um, but I'm sure we weren't alone. Uh, there, you, you, folks listening, I'm sure you were on Twitter and on Instagram, and you probably saw some things that we did not. I'd love it if you would head on over to our community. That's engagefamilygamer.com slash community. And let let everybody know, what, what stuff did you see at Toy Fair that you were most excited about? Um, so, yeah. That this has been an episode of Engage, a family gaming podcast, and you hope you guys are having a wonderful day. We'll talk to you next week where we're going to be talking about video games. Specifically, we'll be talking about the results of last week's Nintendo Direct and a little bit more about Kingdom Hearts. So until next time, I hope you have a wonderful week, and don't forget to get, get your, your family, family game, game on. on. Bye! Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Tune in next week.